Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engage podcast, where we go in-depth with practical ways for you to pray, vote, and engage. Today we are joined by B.B. Loyola. B.B. is a member of our Christians Engage board, and she will be discussing her journey into political activism and how her family's experience in communist Cuba has informed her vision of the American dream. Hey everybody, it's Bunny Pounds with another Conversations with Christians Engaged. Okay, about a month or so ago, we did a special episode of this podcast with our friend Tracy Bradford, the Vice President of Christians Engaged, where she just shared her story in political activism. And we want to start a series on this podcast of people on our board of Christians Engaged that I specifically put on this board because they're awesome and I have mad love for them. One of those is BB. <laughs> BB is like a rock star around the state of Texas. Um, she has been involved for over a decade. She has a famous cousin that decided to run for US Senate a while back. You might know his name, you know, Ted Cruz. Anyway, um, so that kind of impacted her life and her family is uh, really tied in politically because of what they lived through in Cuba. They have an amazing story of freedom. Bibi, thank you so much for being a part of Christians Engaged and joining us today. Oh, well, like always, I'm thrilled to be with you, Bunny. Okay, and pronounce your last name because I never do it right, so I didn't even try <laughs> it. So you do it. It's Loyola, like the university. Loyola. See, how many times have I practiced this, you know, and I still can't get it, so I just skip it. Anyway, I love it. Okay, tell us a uh, beginning of your family history is just fascinating because you all watched people in communist Cuba be imprisoned for uh, cr- quote unquote crimes against the state uh, for their religious liberties. Um, talk to us a little bit about your mom, your uncle, Rafael Cruz, and some of your family history that have really inspired you guys to stand up for America. Well, I tell you, Bunny, um- you know, my family was directly affected by the communism in Cuba. My grandfather was a business owner. My grandmother was a school teacher. And unfortunately, when communism took over the country, um, my grandfather, his little store that he had, uh, they came in one day and handed him the broom and said, now you sweep. This is our store. The government took over Uh, his business. My grandmother was required to uh, teach Marxism to her children, and she refused to do that. Uh, And as a result, um, she faked a, um, you know, moment of insanity in order to not have to teach. You couldn't quit and rather than teach Marxism to those children whom she loved, Um, She faked this uh, momentary uh, thing of insanity so she could be taken out of the school and not have to teach that. They sat. My mother was also a political prisoner. Uh, Imagine a woman as a political prisoner uh, with uh, Castro's thugs, what she went through. It's horrific and still too difficult for her to talk about. Uh, I'm sure most people have heard the story of my uncle, 
Um, he was also a political prisoner during uh, the time of uh, Batista, which was before Castro. He was a dictator, Batista was. And, and uh, my uncle was taken as a, a young kid and imprisoned. And he was told, um, listen, if another bomb explodes in this country, we're going to blame you. We're going to come after you and you're um, going to pay and your family will pay. Well, my grandfather um, had to get him out. My uncle had applied to student visas um, here in the United States. And interestingly enough, the University of Texas at Austin accepted my uncle and he came legally um, on that student visa. And that's how we became Texans. Um, but I had grown up listening to what communism was. I did not realize it. I thought that I knew what communism was until the year 2000 when I was able to go back. We had uh, a family member that was very ill and it was my mother's wish to return to Cuba to see that person before they died, uh, her uncle. And we went and I could not believe what I was seeing. I could not believe the stories that both my cousin and I would sit and listen to my, my grandfather and my grandmother talking about how they had lost their freedom. But when I went in the year 2000, I saw it with my own eyes. I saw people with nothing, nothing, no toilet paper, um, no food, uh, we had to figure out how to get food every single day. That was our, even as tourists staying at our family's home, we had to go out in the streets and figure out where we were going to get this food. And uh, it was horrible. We saw people not trusting each other uh, on every block. You had a uh, person that was from the committee that would, snitch on you, snitch on uh, people who may have a bar of soap when we weren't allotted uh, bars of soap. It, it's amazing. And I tell you, um, the signs are, are very prevalent. And, and what I see going on today is uh, very disheartening. Well, and that reality of what you saw Freedom, what freedom looks like and prosperity looks like is not just monetary. The thing I love about you and your uncle um, and other people of your family is the deep faith that you hold in Jesus Amen. and how that spiritual transformation, uh, Raphael's story of how he came to Christ is so powerful and how that spiritual transformation in your family has really produced amazing fruit where you all can be a blessing to the nation out of that, right? Um, so, you know, when you look back at Cuba and you went on that trip, you know, how did the spiritual atmosphere impact you as well? I mean, here they are completely dependent on the state for everything. How did mm -hmm. that, how does that affect them spiritually? Or how do you think the spiritual darkness has affected their life as well? Well, I tell you what, um, in a communist regime, um, they take away all, um, all allegiance to God. They don't, they want you to be beholden to the government. They want government to be your God. My grandmother used to tell us a story of when she was teaching, um, when the Ruskies came over and, and the, the, the people were 
were uh, pushing the Marxism during Fidel's time, they uh, asked the children to pray to God for candy, just a little lesson. Mm. And the kids would close their eyes and pray to God and they'd open their eye and there was no candy. And then they asked them, close your eyes and pray to Fidel Castro. Imagine, pray to Fidel Castro for candy. And what would happen is these kids would close their eyes wishing for candy. And when they'd open the, the eyes, these Marxists would lay down a piece of candy. Uh, they had candy on their desk. They want to take all allegiance from the father. Uh, because if you can rely solely on government, then you're beholden to government. Yes. You, they give you everything. And uh, if you trust in the father, see, there's a freedom that comes with that. I, I like to tell uh, say it like this. My family gave me and my children the opportunity to be being born in the greatest country on the face of the earth, the United States, because they had the conviction to stand for what they believed and left Cuba to come to a free nation. But my true freedom came when, while they were here, they found freedom in Jesus Christ. And so my, my family has experienced freedom twice, once from oppression from communism and secondly, by becoming born again, believers in Jesus Christ. Such a powerful thing. So, I mean, this decision, okay, so let's go back in history. And again, Christians Engage is a nonpartisan Christian ministry. We are here to minister to all Texans. We don't endorse candidates or political parties. Okay. That's my disclaimer. Um, but I love the story of your, your quote unquote famous cousin, because here he was uh, the solicitor general, right, of Texas, um, constitutional scholar, um, decided to get involved in a primary situation for the U.S. Senate. What were you doing at that time? I don't think you were even really politically involved. Um, what were you doing and how did that decision that he made in, impact your life and now you're even daughter works for Blaze TV. Your whole family has been uh, pushed into this cause. So talk to us about that. What was your life like then? Well, I tell you what, um, I wasn't uh, active as a political activist at the time. I, I'm creative and I had a beautiful home decor boutique and, and uh, got to do a lot of fun stuff uh, with that and had a beautiful store for a few years. And um, I was a designer and, and, but I had seen uh, what was going on in the nation and my cousin decided, listen, I'm going to give it a go and, and run for uh, the Senate. And at that time, no one knew who he was, uh, but he, he had much prayer um, and, and decided to, to run. And during that same time, the Tea Party was starting to bubble and, and um, yes. come into existence. And I started going, uh, locking up my shop a few minutes early and, and going to some of these um, Tea Party meetings. And at that time, I decided, um, you know what? 
this is too important. I, I wouldn't be able to have a store if we lose our freedom. I won't be able to fight for capitalism if we lose um, what we what we call this free enterprise. Uh, and, and and those those things were being attacked at the time. And and um, I decided to close up shop and do what was really important. I knew that my family had sacrificed. And um, I wanted to do the same, same. I wanted to sacrifice my business and go and help uh, my cousin uh, run. This was a, a difficult run. No one knew who he was and he was running against someone that had 100% name recognition and uh, it seemed like an impossible task. Um, but he put his mind to it and the entire family was involved and uh, the rest is history, as you know. The rest is history. And, and so what I love about your job, you're now the Texas um, outreach director, political outreach director for Senator Cruz, is you get to hang out around the state with key activists that care about this nation, care about the state. Um, you've really met the who's who of the political movement in Texas. Talk to us about some of these people. What is the average activists look like um, that's involved in Texas? What do they care about and why are they devoting so much of their time and energy into politics? Yeah, I tell you what, um, it has been such a pleasure to have the opportunity to uh, not only travel around Texas, you know, we have 254 counties in Texas and by golly, we've been to every single one of them and and uh, during the presidential, I was able to travel uh, the country and meet with so many activists. And, and Benny, what I see are people just like me and you, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just average everyday Americans that truly love this country, that love their states, that love their counties, that love their cities, that are finding more and more that, hey, I wanna do something to preserve our freedoms to preserve what this country, the ideals of the, what this country was founded on. Yeah. And, and really it's everyday people, school teachers, uh, um, people that are plumbers, that are, are executives, that are stay-at-home moms, everyday people that just have a true passion and love for this country. That's so good. And it's not hard. It's, we think we overcomplicate it. We make it really, you know, like we're going to have to spend hours and hours. And it's as simple as, you know, going on to a door and knocking on a door for a candidate or hanging out with a phone list or, or getting on a computer, right? It's not that difficult. And people can do things in their everyday life that can really impact the nation. Um, so which leads me to my next question. Why in the world are you involved with us, with Christians Engaged? Because we just launched an on-ramp to political activism class that we recorded. Uh, we took over 100 people through that in 2020, and now it's live online for activists, and we're working on an Austin one. We're working on one for city government. We're working on issue-based classes. Uh, why is that important, BB, that we activate Christians, regardless of what parties they get involved with, into political activism itself? Exactly. Um, you know, Bunny, I got involved because I realized that we as Christians have 
a leadership role. I mean, we are being held to a higher standard. And as Christians, we have got to become involved in being a salt and light to our nation and to our cities and to our schools and our communities and affect every uh, place that we are in. We can, I, I always say this when we're together and, and when we're speaking, that we are citizens of of Jesus Christ and the nation of God before we're citizens of this country. Right. And so we've got a high calling as Christians to get involved and to influence in every area. Um, when you asked me to be a part of this uh, organization, I was so excited because I knew that we were going to be able to get every day uh, people that love the Lord to understand that they wanted to get involved, but never knew how, you know, it's as simple as just going out and exercising your civic duty to vote. That's so important. And it's such a privilege. It's such a privilege to have that. And we live in the greatest country in the face of the earth. And we've got to do everything that we can to preserve it. And how do we do that? By getting involved. I tell people, you know, as a Christian, you can't just sit on your pew and fish for men. Yes. You've got to get out of the four walls of the church and go out and be a light and bring people in. It's the same thing with political activism. Your neighbor may not know what's going on. And as Christians being involved, even with people in the political movements that might not know the Lord or have the faith that we have, it's a really powerful thing to be in the war, in the trenches with them and, and be able to share your faith and what gives you joy and peace in the midst of that as well. And I know you've been a light to everybody that has been in your life. So, you know, we've got key leaders passing away right now. And I recently just wrote an article about how we replace these patriots and heroes. Mm -hmm. Um, What can you say to the younger generation uh, of picking up that torch and and really protecting America for future generations. Well, I you know, I have such a heart for young people. I have um, two young adults. My my daughter is twenty four, and my son is twenty one, and um, they've grown up like I did, hearing all the stories of our family, and um, I truly believe that there is a new generation coming forth and are standing for values that have been instilled by their family members. And um, I think it's so important for this young, young generation to affect the, the environment in which they are in. And um, more and more Uh, As I travel around to different club meetings and to different um, uh, meetings around uh, the state, I'm seeing young people start to take an interest. You know, a lot of this political situation that we've been in has been in social media. And, you know, our kids are totally, you know, uh, into that media 24 seven. And so they they've actually started to get 
to find interest, but we have to make sure that they are informed, number one, number two, that they know where to get plugged in because as you know, uh, there is great wisdom uh, that can be taught, uh, uh, you know, gleaned from the word of God and instilled in our children. And they are the next generation of leaders. Well, that's great because my kids are 22 and 24. And the best thing that we can say as moms is that our kids love Jesus, right? That's exactly right. That's the greatest victory. Um, okay. So I want to just spend a few more minutes. We, I know we've got to go here, but I want to spend a few more minutes about your cousin's presidential run and just the aftermath of that. Okay. Running for, running first, the Senate is a big deal. Uh, it impacts a lot of Texans, but when you run for president, you are on a different spotlight and um, he did not come out successful. So I love hearing your story of your family's recovery from that and also how you continue on um, because we do have victories and we do have defeats. And, you know, I have been involved in political activism since 2004, so a long time. And I have to have, I have defeats, I have victories, I have wins, I have losses, I have moments where I want to quit, like everybody else. And there's moments that I'm just like, ah, I'm in this forever, right? Yeah. What inspires you to keep going? Well, I tell you, um, that presidential race was something else. Uh, uh, if you know anyone that's ever been um, a candidate, just even for for anything. Uh, it is something that you are called to do. It's not something that somebody says, oh, let's give it a go. I mean, you've got to be called to do this. There is a lot of sacrifice. There's, uh, it's very high pace. During the presidential, we were working 16 hour days, uh, seven days a week, going and going, traveling and traveling. You just it's unbelievable fast pace. And um, as you said, you know, my cousin was not successful in that race and it's hard. No one likes to come in uh, number two. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, you realize that it's not about one person. It's not about me. It's not about him. It's about the country. And, um, you know, it was a hard time that that our family went through after the loss, but we recovered. And um, he realized, you know, this is about what makes America free. And I'm going to do everything possible to come alongside uh, the president and uh, push those values that make America what it is today. And, uh, you know, I, I like to tell people that uh, want and ask me, how can we pray for you all as elected officials or, or not myself, my family member? And I tell them, listen, uh, pray for the families. Yeah. You know, great sacrifice is made uh, when you're an elected official, uh, especially when you're in Washington, uh, D.C. Uh, the kids... Uh, don't get their dad on a regular basis or their mom on a regular basis going to their games or, or being there or hanging out with other fam, you know, other friends, kid, uh, 
parents, they're, they're not able to do that because they're working and, um, and you're scrutinized. You're under a, as you, we've seen in the last couple of weeks, you're under a huge magnifying glass and, um, people nitpick every single decision and, and some days you're loved and other weeks you're hated. And, and I deal with taking phone calls on a regular basis of, of uh, people being angry one week and being uh, giving you the next, <laughs> giving you kudos the next next week, and you have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. And there's a, a, a scripture that in Philippians that says, you know, forgetting those things that are behind and moving forward and towards the high calling of uh, our Christ Jesus, and and you just have to do that. Make a decision every single day. And reminding yourself why you're in this fight, why you are fighting for the principles uh, that you believe in and, and standing on your conviction is very important. Well, and no elected official is perfect. They're never going to make every decision that you want them to make. You know, if my husband made every decision I wanted him to make, we would have a perfect marriage. But we <laughs> have been married 25 years uh, this month. Um, by the grace of God, because we allow each other grace to be who we're called to be, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes even as we look as citizens at our elected officials, we sometimes want perfection in our eyes. And we have to look back and go, you know, what are the values that we're, we're pushing for together? Um, how did the, does this person align with my values and, and work from there? And then we work and have relationships with them and hold them accountable and encourage them and do what we can to push them uh, to the other things that we care about. So, Bibi, thank you so much. What an encouragement you are. And what I love to tell about Bibi is Bibi can tell a story. She is such a, a great Christian minister and speaker. If you want Bibi to come to your church, she is one of the, our speakers for Christians Engaged. So I know she would love to do that in English or in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so just reach out to us and we'll make that happen. But Bibi, thank you for walking with us. And I always ask one funny question at the end. Yours is going to, it's a lot of times it's food related. I don't know why, but <laughs> what's your favorite Cuban food or oh my goodness, I favorite grew Cuban up, food and then favorite ethnic food altogether. Well, my, my, my favorite food is sushi, believe it or not. I love anything. Um, uh, seafood wow. sushi is my favorite food of all time. I could eat it 24. I mean, uh, every day. And uh, my favorite Cuban food is the typical black beans and rice and um, chicken with garlic and fried plantains. That is like mm. once a week over here at the house that I cook. And, and uh, you know, I, I grew up eating that, my grandmother making that food for us. And so I uh, still yum, love yum. it. Ask for it once a week. Okay, well, I'm coming over next week. Awesome. Okay, well, you have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us on the Christians Engage podcast. Everyone, sign up for your on-ramp to political activism class, okay? You've got to do it. And if you're listening to us, we have a special promo code. It's on-ramp, all together, and that'll give you $10 off the already low price of $59. I mean, you get like four hours of teaching 
with Matt Krause, Matt Schaefer, who are state representatives, with me, with Tracy Bradford, our vice president. And then you get a whole live class talking to us and asking questions and we activate you and get you moving in wherever God has uh, given you a passion. It's super exciting. So sign up for your on-ramp to Christian, uh, on-ramp to political activism for Christian and get moving, okay? My friends, we will see you next week. Blessings. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is a production of Christians Engaged. We are a nonpartisan nonprofit that exists to awaken, motivate, and educate ordinary believers in Jesus Christ to pray for our nation regularly, vote in every election, and engage our hearts in some form of political activism. To learn more about us, please visit our website at christiansengaged.org. That's christiansengaged.org.